This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. It has a complicated name, the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative. But its purpose is crucial for Parkinson's patients and their families, researchers and clinicians alike. That's because the goal of PPMI, as it's commonly called, is to provide a way to definitively diagnose the disease, measure its progress, and assess new treatments. Right now, we just don't know how to do any of those things very well. Take diagnosis. Now, even the most highly skilled neurologist has to rely on a series of not very sophisticated tasks to determine if someone has Parkinson's. They still use relatively crude clinical measures, finger tapping, walking, observing an individual, and that is a subjective evaluation. So one neurologist may have one interpretation of the finger tapping compared to another. And there is currently no objective marker to really definitively establish a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. That's Dr. Mark Frazier, Vice President for Research Programs at the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And that's why the foundation undertook PPMI. Having a more definitive or confident diagnosis would allow us to identify those individuals and intervene with new drugs earlier in the disease process. This spring, the initiative completed enrolling the 600 individuals, 400 newly diagnosed patients, and 200 controls, whose blood, spinal fluid, urine, and brain images are already providing some key insights. We are already seeing some spinal fluid markers that are different in the Parkinson's population compared to the control subjects. There does seem to be, in spinal fluid, lower levels of alpha-synuclein protein, lower levels of a protein called beta amyloid, and lower levels of a protein called tau. And while the research is still preliminary, being able to detect differences in those protein levels, along with potential blood and brain imagery markers, should give neurologists a much more objective way of assessing the disease. And that matters not only for diagnosis, but also how to evaluate and treat Parkinson's. For example, in the early data, researchers are seeing a correlation between alpha-synuclein spinal fluid levels and specific Parkinson's symptoms. Individuals that seem to have more tremor, their alpha-synuclein levels look similar to the controls. But in individuals that have this more posture gait symptoms, their synuclein levels seem to be significantly lower. So in this small population, we're actually identifying subtypes of Parkinson's disease. And that's particularly important because it might give us a more concrete way of assessing people and what treatments might be right for someone who has more tremor-dominant Parkinson's versus someone who has more problems with rigidity and gait. That's exactly right. And through PPMI, we will understand not only the differences in symptoms, but how they progress over time. A quick caveat. As Mark Fraser notes, these are just preliminary assessments based on the early data from the first group of enrollees. But the project seems well on its way to being able to identify different biologic markers that will also be a huge asset in testing new drugs. Right now, drug trials rely on those same indicators, finger tapping and the like to determine if a drug is working. 
And because that's not very precise, you need lots of trial participants tracked over long periods of time in order to assess whether a new drug is actually effective. Clinical trials usually last 18 months to two years. If you had a biomarker that you knew changed in six months, you would be able to run your clinical trial in six months and know whether your drug is actually changing the progression. That means drug trials can be cheaper, they can be done faster, and the timeline for approval by the FDA and get it on the pharmacy shelves is a lot shorter. And because biomarkers should allow us to identify different subtypes of Parkinson's, it means that drug trials in the future could test which drugs work best on which patients. You could envision a scenario where a drug trial would stratify their treatment based on their different subtype of the disorder. Whereas now everyone with the Parkinson's diagnosis gets lumped together in the same trial, which may mean that a drug washes out because it's all a matter of averages, whereas if you were just focusing on one subset, you might get different results? That's exactly right. There is a lot of noise in Parkinson's drug trials in the data. Frazier is very optimistic that the PPMI project will yield definitive biomarkers for Parkinson's and finally give us the tools to understand what's going on with the disease in a way we've never been able to before. I've used the analogy before that Parkinson's research is sort of like watching a football game without yard markers or a scoreboard. We can't tell what's going on. You're not sure where the ball is. You don't know who's ahead. You don't know what play to call. You can't really know. You're putting the yard markers down. I think that's a really good way to put it. I think we are establishing a standardized yard marker. I am very optimistic and confident that this will yield not only biomarkers, but it will yield a new appreciation for defining Parkinson's disease. For more information about the PPMI project and how you can get involved in Parkinson's disease research, visit michaeljfox.org. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.